Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.58 WRUF. Boy, Bree, I was sleeping there. I, I, I thought that was a quick break. The hosting and enough chance to recharge his batteries here. What's going on? Anyway, welcome into uh, Hour 2 of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell, and uh, Miss Bree is uh, producing our broadcast today. And uh, I hope that uh, you will participate, call us up, and uh, email us and all those kinds of things. But uh, right now, uh, going to bring in Blake Alderman, one of our own, uh, does a terrific job with 24-7 sports covering college recruiting. So he will join us now. Blakey, uh, it's good to have you back. Welcome. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, when you were going to be on, I got a couple of emails, and they were remarkably similar. And it was something like this. I'm paraphrasing, but boy, Florida had a great year. You know, the Gators are on the uptick, but why is Florida only ranked where they are, you know, in recruiting? So have that, that. You know, I get a lot of the same questions, yeah. too, Steve, yeah. and I, I think it's because, you know, Florida's in the SEC, man. You know, I mean, Florida it, it, ranked 21st on our rankings right now as far as the 24 7 sports rankings go with uh, 16 commits. Obviously, there's plenty of room to go in there. But that's ranked 11th in the SEC, you know. I mean, whenever you're going up against, you know, some of these schools that are, you know, number one, two, let's see, let me look on here. Alabama, one, Texas A&M, two, Georgia, three, LSU, four, uh, Auburn, five. You know, I mean, these are a lot of teams, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina. These are teams Florida plays, you know. this is, And I think that's something that fans, you know, obviously they, they want to close. They want to get those guys. And, you know, I think Florida's – kind of shaping up with their visits to make a late run here and, and kind of make that kind of late charge like they did with Mullen last year where they finished pretty well in the early signing period. So, you know, I think that there's still a lot of things left, still a lot of moving parts here, and I think Florida's going to get their guys, obviously, and, you know, they'll move up in the rankings. But, you know, I can understand the frustrations now from fans, you know, when you look at things now and, you know, you see, you know, some of these first-year teams, you know, that have first-year coaches that are, you know, getting it done on the recruiting trail. And I, I think part of it has to do with, you know, the perception of kids around the Florida program. You know, this is a team that has won only four games twice in, you know, these lifetimes of kids since they've been seriously watching football. So, you know, I think that, you know, and, and on top of that, too, we have an offense that, you know, has is, is not been very good until this year. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of things about kids that it's still kind of wait and see with Florida. And obviously, if you talk to any kids, you know, they've really been impressed with the season this year. You know, I think things are on the right track. But, you know, I think Mullen was coming in here with a little bit of a rebuilding as far as recruiting and the perception of kids in the state of Florida. And, you know, Miami has has been seen as, you know, one of the teams playing well, Florida State over the years, you know, but they're not playing well anymore. So this is a chance for Florida to really take advantage of that and kind of be that top team in the state of Florida. So, you know, I think this is kind of a pivotal year as far as recruiting because, you know, they're, they're going head-to-head against Florida and Miami, or excuse me, Florida State Miami for a lot of kids. So, you know, I think it's all about how you close in recruiting. I don't think that you should really focus on the rankings now because you'll just drive yourself insane if you do that. It's, 
at the end of the day, it's it's where you know it's just something you, you can't stress over something you have no control over. And, right. and I think that the thing to look at at the end of the day is where they finish, and then we can go from there and see well what happens. So that's my advice for people because you will literally drive yourself insane looking at the rankings records all the time and whatnot. But you know they, they definitely are shaping up with these next couple weekends of official visits. Coaches obviously on the road seeing kids doing in home visits. So you know, this is a really important time, and I think there's still a lot of moving parts. Blake, for those who may not understand this early signing period, could you you know discuss that and, and, and talk about the details of that? Sure. Always has been, if in the years of recruiting, you could choose to enroll early. You could choose to graduate high school early, and you can go to college and, and participate in spring ball and obviously get there in January and, and whatnot. But now they've been, you know, done this new thing to where, like all other sports, like basketball and you know baseball and all that, now you can choose to sign early if you feel like it. Doesn't mean you have to enroll early. You obviously can still do that if you choose to do so. But now, let's say, I'm committed to Florida. I'm very solid. I don't need to wait until February to do that. I can choose to sign early, or you know, some kids choose to sign early to get the process over with and kind of enjoy. You know, last couple of years of recruiting, or you know, it, it seems to be kind of the more popular trend for guys to be signing early and, and just getting things over with, and you know, taking their visits in the fall. And, and now, uh, with guys signing early, you can take your official visits in June if you choose to. So, you know, it's kind of moved the clock up a lot for some of these kids. And, and the first day of early signing period will be December nineteenth. You don't have to sign there. I think there's a little bit of a period to uh, somewhere, and I think it's a couple days, but more or less you're going to get just about every kid who signs on December 19th. So that will technically be, you know, the early signing period there. So I have a lot of Florida targets. I mean, I think Florida's classes for the most part will be done in December. I think you'll see a lot of their commit sign early. Um, I think a lot of these targets that they're going after, you know, like I said, it's becoming more of a popular trend to sign in December instead of February. So, you know, it's definitely made things a lot more crazy for the fall. Um, it was a little crazy this year. It was the first year of being able to take, June official visits, so that was a little weird seeing some of those visits so early. Obviously, you know, if, if some of these guys who committed early off of their summer visit, you know, I've seen some kids who have committed in June and whatnot. Uh, Chris Steele, Keandre Jones, a couple guys that, you know, USC was one of them that committed to and Auburn was the other, and they haven't had really great seasons. So, you know, a lot of the kids that I've seen that have taken those early visits in June and July, you know, they're still taking visits in fall, whether they're unofficial visits or whatnot. So it's made things a little bit more crazy just because kids are we're already struggling to make a decision in February. You know, it seems like all these kids are always so torn, and now you're telling them to make it a couple months earlier. So it's definitely made it a little bit more hectic in the recruiting world. But for some of those kids who feel like, you know, there's no need to wait, that's, it's obviously good for them to not have to wait those extra couple months of coaches trying to flip them. So, you know, there's goods and bads in there, but, you know, it it's definitely makes it more crazy for sure. I had an email. Uh, Clay says, do we need to worry about Bama closing in on uh, Zipperer? Uh, uh, and are we still in the driver's seat? And any word on Elam and Georgia? You know, I think for Elam, I think Georgia is a team to watch. He was just there. I want to say it was for that game against Auburn uh, with his mother and his father. Um, that's obviously the nephew of Matt Elam, the former Gator. So, you know, there, there's some really – I mean, he really likes Florida a lot. I think he really likes Georgia. This is a recruitment that I really don't think is going to be even slightly interesting until January. You know, I, I think he's he's going to sign in February. He'll take most of his visits later. I would say right now, Florida, Georgia, uh, Miami, Florida State, 
probably the schools that I think are Stanford is somewhat in there because academics are important too for him. So I would say Stanford definitely is in the last of the pack of all those though, just because of the the distance there. Um, But I I do think that that's going to be recruitment. That's not really going to heat up until January. Florida's in a great spot. I I think Georgia's in a great spot too. Those two teams are probably the ones that are fighting it out, but I see this continuing to be a fight that's going to go into January and up to February signing day. But uh, you know, it's definitely really tight right now. Georgia's made a, a pretty interesting uh, the last couple months. That visit went really well. You know, they've been recruiting him really hard, and you know, Georgia's I think number two in the nation in our recruiting rank is three. I think it is actually. So you know, they've got a lot of big time kids in their class. So kids are taking notice in that. So still really tight battle there. As far as Keon Zipper, he went to Bama. Uh, last weekend for an official visit that went really well. I think that Bama has moved into a really solid player there. They did an in-home last night. Uh, Mike Loxley is the lead recruiter there. I think him being in play for the Maryland job could definitely be a play there that they're going to keep an eye on for. Um, But I think at the end of the day, this is a Florida-Miami battle. I have a hard time seeing Zipperer leave the state of Florida for those two schools. Uh, Miami actually had six assistant coaches today at Lakeland High School, including Mark Richt, uh, to see him and a couple other teammates that are there at Lakeland. So Florida was in yesterday. It was uh, Todd Grantham, uh, John Hevesy, and uh, and Larry Scott, who's the tight end coach and the area recruiter. So I think it's a really close battle between Florida and Miami. I think, obviously, Bama, you always have to watch them, but I think that he's a very impressionable, impressionable kid. Um, knows late visits. He'll be at Florida the weekend of December 2nd, or excuse me, December 7th, and uh, will be at Miami that following weekend, which leads up to the dead period. I think it's an in-state battle between those two, but you know, you always have to watch Miami, like I said, but I have a hard time seeing him leave the state. Blake, you kind of mentioned this. Um, Miami, I think, has good personnel, but they have quarterback issues. Florida State, well, we all saw Florida State. Has has the result on the field had any direct impact on their recruiting ranking? Uh, you know, yes and no. I think it's got them in play for a lot of kids that maybe weren't really giving them a look, in, let's say, this time, uh, like, I don't know, the springtime, you know, March, somewhere in there. I, I think there's been a lot of kids that have really taken notice of the record there. Um, you know, and there's a lot of kids that I think Florida's going to have a good chance to flip to that have committed to other schools too. Um, you know, there's kids that are committed to Miami, Florida State that I think Florida is going to flip. Um, so, you know, I think that that perception has helped them kind of get a hook into some of these kids who have committed elsewhere. But at the same time, you know, I don't think that, you know, the season has obviously doesn't have five stars rolling in. You know, there's been a couple guys that have you know, shown interest to take a visit that are five-star guys from the season. But, you know, I don't think it's had the direct results. I think that at the end of the day, you as a recruiter have to close. And, you know, you obviously have to, you know, use those relationships. And those are really big things that are in, you know, kind of the process of, you know, assistant coaches and head coaches and all that and the relationships there. But I do think that the results on the field have gotten the interest of a lot of kids. And I think that it's also kind of catapulted them to being in a really good spot for kids in the 2020-2021 class. Um, they already have, have kind of landed. Uh, let's see, in the last couple of days, they've landed three kids in the state of uh, the, excuse me, in, in, two in the state of Georgia and one in, right up down the road in Vanguard High School in Ocala for the 2021 class. So I think a lot of these underclassmen are really starting to notice that the results on the field and that the offense is starting to come back, and you know that Florida is, is perceivably on that kind of climb back to how things were when Mullen was there last time. So. 
2020 class, I think there's a lot of guys in Gator-friendly areas um, that have taken notice to Florida and that have you know kind of loaded with kids that are really good prospects. So I think that the results on the field are going to kind of take over more for the underclassmen now that are really looking at Florida that weren't before, not necessarily as, you know, it, it was a little late, you know, to have this results on the field for a guy who, like one guy, for instance, five-star defensive lineman Trevon Walker, he committed to Georgia early. This was a kid that wasn't even getting Florida at the time of the day earlier this year. But Florida's results on the field got him to take an official visit. I don't know that that's going to lead to him taking a flip, but it is getting guys' attention. Final thing. Um, you kind of alluded to this, but there's always been on National Signing Day, you know, kids having press conferences and, you know, all of that. Is it fair to say that at least some schools will treat this early signing period as, I don't want to say let's get it over with, but really trying to get as many people signed as they can in this early period? Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Oh, no, that's definitely a fair statement. I've seen schools that have kind of put more, not also, I think it has kind of goes hand in hand with the kids putting more of an emphasis on wanting to sign early. But also, you know, most of these schools, you know, I always remember Muschamp's classes then. You know, they like to get their commitments out of the way early and then hold on to them for the rest of the year, basically fight everybody off. And you don't have to do that anymore. Like Nick Saban, that's kind of his role too. You kind of have your class basically done early, and then you just hold on to them and fight everyone off for the rest of the year. And that kind of gets rid of that whole process because it it cuts, you know, what, two and a half months off of the extra recruiting that you have to do and holding on those guys and fighting guys off. You have them locked in. You know where they're going. Some of the guys will enroll early, and that's great. It gets them in the playbook. It gets them in the weight room. But it also lets you focus on other guys. You know, these guys sign in December. They're locked in. Let's assess what our needs still are, any guys that we like that we can kind of circle back around to if, let's say, we miss on a spot. So I think the coaches really like that, too, because it gives them a chance to get those guys out of the way, focus on the remaining needs, and maybe, you know, put some, you know, a little research into some of these guys. You know, if we're going to circle back on somebody – do we really like him? Did he have a good senior season? You know, this, that, and the other. So I, I think that's something that the coaches also like as well. Okay. Blakey, where can people see your work? Uh, Swamp 24-7, uh, sports.com. Uh, it's on the 24-7 Sports Network. We have tons of recruiting news. The coaches, like I said, have been out in full force this week. Mullen, all the assistants have been out, you know, doing in-home visits, and we've been given really kind of – instant updates on those guys as soon as we hear the in-home visits and, and catch up with those guys after them. So, you know, between that and official visits that have been uh, going to com- be coming up these next couple weekends and along with bowl practices, it's going to be a busy couple months here on the site. So it's definitely worth checking it out. Okay. And, uh, you know, when December rolls around, Blake, and we get closer to this, we'll get you back, certainly. Um, and, you know, I always appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You got it, Blake. Thank you. Does a great job over there, Blake Alderman. 24-7 sports. All right, the rest of the day, it'll be us. So, you know, open the topic up. We don't talk much NFL. We don't talk much NBA. Uh, your chance to do that, if you'd like to, um, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. And if you want to get a Facebook Live question, well, Miss Bree will take care of that. 116 time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.